Hello and welcome to Beautiful Losers, the comic book movie news podcast. My name is M Coast, and I'm Iris. And <laughs> we're 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 happy to be here. Episode two. We're in a very small room. We're in a much smaller. We're in a closet. Yeah, we are in the closet. We are in the closet. Hashtag Pride Month. With a hobbit. With a hobbit. <laughs> we have a guest. We today. have our guest today. She's uh, gonna just commentate. Yeah, it she'll here she'll mention there. things. Say hi. Hi everyone. My name is Sophie DCM. All right. There you go. Follow her on her handles because she's she's got good shit going on. <laughs> she'll she'll share it on Facebook hopefully. Thank you. Promos. She's, she'll promo she's here herself. for promo, and also she's they wouldn't give promo. us the closet with one less person. <laughs> they basically would. They don't trust us. All right. But yeah, let's get all this so let's just get, out of the way. Let's just get right into it. Um, so the news for this week. So <laughs> we got some news, some Marvel news, which is a little exciting for. Everyone, everyone, man, woman, child, man, woman, child can appreciate that Chris Evans might have a beard while he's playing Captain America during Infinity War. That's just it's daddy cap. It's great. It's it's daddy cap time. And basically, I'm it's kind of like when I see shirtless photos of Henry Cavill in like BVS. It's that, but it's Captain America. So exactly. It's it's not only that, really it's in a catering. good movie. It's in a good movie. So it's not the only thing good happening in this movie. So they're really catering to an audience. Yeah, and that, that, what, what makes me excited about that is that he might not actually have the beard to play Captain America. He will have it to play uh, Steve Rogers. But Two in, distinct characters. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, clearly. During, during I think, Vietnam or the Second World War or one of those, I don't know, one of those He's wars. He's frozen. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in real life, in, oh, in our actual Jesus. human life, <laughs> um, there was a character that he played because he was against Vietnam or one of those wars, and he was known as the Nomad. Mm. So he dropped the shield, he dropped the gun, and helped people through peaceful Gandhi-esque, you know, ways. So I guess this is kind of what we're going to be getting here in... Uh, Infinity War for a good chunk and Black Panther definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So up, you know, aside from those very exciting news of you know men with facial hair, we have Marvel going to be changing their logo in honor of next year's tenth anniversary. Now they just changed it last year. They literally year. just changed it. They literally just changed it, and it's kind of already in honor of their ten years of almost ten years yeah. of being in the MCU because it's all the footage. But they're apparently going to be announcing this and revealing the the new logo for next mm-hmm. year um, at San Diego Comic Con, which we're going to be covering. So please stay tuned on that. Let me be clear: we're not going to be going because life is sad, but yes. we will be covering it on all we'll the information. We'll covering it like three thousand miles away. We will. It'll be like we're there. We're going to live vicariously through other people, as most people do with you know sad vloggers. Exactly, and we're going to do an entire episode on San Diego Comic Con in case you miss something. Or I just don't care. Or just to? don't care enough to sit on the internet like two losers. Yeah. <laughs> like us here right now. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to look, look forward to that. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, <laughs> while we're on the subject of superheroes, which is this entire podcast, so why wouldn't we talk about it? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> CW is throwing us for a bit of a curveball. We all heard the news that they weren't going to be doing a Teen Titans series. And, and then and, and then we all cried a bit. And then now, now they're just like, hey, guess what we're doing? And They have to, specifically, all I imagine is just them like slamming open a door and just like, hey, guess what we're doing? And another thing. And basically, <laughs> that's, that's what CW is doing. And they're going to be, it's going to be called Titans, and it's for oh, good reason. Titans. It's just going to be called Titans. 
because so like not that's teens. yeah that's why the Aww. only <laughs> well some of them are going to be teens the majority of them are going to be teens except for so. from the the character information that we got they never specifically said the names you know robin or nightwing or they never said starfire so this is all up to speculation exactly but the character's description that they gave us was like, oh, uh, a late 20s man who spends his time at night and fighting crime. And I was like, yeah, this is Nightwing. And then it's like... It can't be Batman because, you know, he's past his 20s. No, exactly. And then you got like... Then they talk about Starfire. And it's like, oh, an exotic outsider comes and visits, and she tries to live a <laughs> Why normal is she life. Be exotic. Starfire is exotic. <laughs> and then She's Raven's from like, space. and then Raven is just like, oh, uh, a lonely outsider from in her school is bullied and haunted by nightmares. And oh lord, Beast Boy is going to be Asian, which I want to see. Like, oh, which fits oh. into the topic of our diversity yes, episode today. Yes, because there's today. a theme. There's actually a theme We organized. have a topic today. It's not just random talking again. Exactly. Um, we have diversity this week. Exactly. We are going to try and have kind of a more structured podcast as opposed to whatever this is right now. What we usually have. Um, so, going back to Marvel, but not the good side of Marvel, which is the MCU, we're going to go <laughs> into <laughs> little. A little farther than that, into Fox Marvel, which has been iffy. The dark side of things. Exactly, which has been iffy at best with what they give us. Uh, Simon Kinberg is confirmed to be writing the Dark Phoenix X-Men, new X-Men movie thing. Whatever Whatever, it it, whatever they're going to call it. But the thing about Simon Kinberg is I'm really iffy about him mm. because he does. He has his, he has his, uh, his fingers in, in everything that... Fingers in different ways because he's not just a director. That sounded yeah. wrong, I know. Yeah, no time. It's all good. <laughs> not just a director, but also a producer and then writer and all this and that. And some of his projects are okay. Some of them are. Eh. I yeah. can't really remember so just, specifics. Just tell right me. Now. Just tell me what you think. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention the names. And you give our general sound to, to give me <laughs> so your... like what I do with everything in life. Yeah, just give me your, your opinion in a sound mm-hmm. on what movie he's worked on, okay? Right. He wrote... X-Men 3, The Last Stand. He is writing on Star Wars Rebels. Better. Better. Yeah, see? Exactly that. Like, better. He wrote and produced X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm. That's me in the movie theater during that movie. (laughs) He wrote and produced X-Men Apocalypse. Yep. He wrote and produced Fantastic Four. We don't talk about that. 2000, 2015, which is still not... not, not no, not, that, that's it doesn't worse. Matter. It doesn't like, matter which one is, does it? No, no, no. It was like a rip-off. I don't know. I don't he know. He produced Deadpool. Better. I like that. And, that was a fun time. And Logan. Mm, yes. And, that, was, that wasn't a sound of negativity. It was just mm, emotions. Yes. And Legion, which has gotten so much praise. I've seen it, and I like it. I want it to continue to, for me I to love it. I started it. I saw the first two episodes... Just for Aubrey Plaza, mind of you. Because, you know, Parks and Rec and whatever. But I don't know. I don't know if I could stick with it. I'm going to try it's, you for journalism be, purposes. This is one of those series that you have to be really committed and dedicated to watching because it is very hard to watch. Not because It's, it's not like, user-friendly. It's not because it's, like, gruesome or, or boring. It's just really confusing. Mm-hmm. You have so many things happening, and you don't know if you're inside Legion's mind... Or if you're inside the real world, or it's even what very, time, of, or even what like year you're in. It's a very psychological thriller, but in a non-pleasant way. No, exactly. Not that those are pleasant, but 
this is just not pleasant because you truly don't know what's actually happening. And the constant confusion just goes past entertainment and intrigue to just, why am I here? Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is nice. Like, there's moments where you're like, oh, this is nice. And then other moments where you're like, why did why did that happen? And then why in like four, then four episodes later, you're like, oh, that's why that happened. But you have to be there for the next you four episodes. Wait. It's a waiting game. And remember that this specific thing happened. Yeah, you have it's a waiting game and a memorization game, which is what the education system is. <laughs> that's all it is. But that's that's a topic for a different yes. podcast. I love how we have an audience now. <laughs> We're in a live studio audience. No, I'm an education student, so oh, I that's can true. She can she, she can attest to she can attest statement. to this description. But right. yeah, the next next tidbit. bit of news. Next bit of news. Legos. Oh, messed mama. up. <laughs> Legos. Who, I don't know who's gonna get fired for this, but I, I want to. Who find works out. at Legos? I don't know, but <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Legos has accidentally leaked uh, Last Jedi news kind of and characters. They straight up like spoiled little tidbits of the movie unintentionally or intentionally. You you give it your opinion. I think unintentionally because. Basically, this was all like erased from the face of the earth within a matter of hours. Oh yeah, no, no there's no that makes sense. Like I went the first day when let me get let me tell you what it was actually. Let me describe because it's I, didn't, not, I couldn't actually see the photos. It's not big spoilers. It's just little characters that show up that you know might they might have wanted to save it for a surprise. Mm-hmm. We get a new droid, which is basically a black BB-8 called uh, BB-9E, which is I guess the first order's black chrome BB-8. Mm-hmm. And the more important one is that we get a human-sized uh, Snoke. Which is very... And when we say human-sized, we mean just not a projection. It's it's actually Andy Serkis mo-capping. <laughs> it's not Andy Serkis mo-capping and then mo-capping again for like some kind of hologram. No, exactly. And to be clear, we know that Andy Serkis doesn't do this mo-cap, but we just know <laughs> that everybody who does mo-cap is Andy Serkis. So. We, don't, we don't care. If it's Iron Man doing mo-cap, it's Andy Serkis probably. Exactly. It's, it's, if it's like freaking Batman being mo-capped, it's Andy Serkis. It's so Andy let's Serkis. be real. But the thing about Snoke is... It kind of, like, getting that reveal humanizes this horrifying, you know, emperor-type, yeah, you know, Sith, but... person. But, you know, putting him in the little yellow tunic that he was wearing in the Lego and giving him a normal, <laughs> like, well, not normal face, but you know what I mean, like... Normal eyes. Normal eyes. Like, this, it takes away the the intrigue so i know that when i'm watching the movie if they do the projection again it's not gonna be like it exactly he was wearing the summer collection (laughs) clothes he was in his yellow sundress he's just that's all we're waiting on just the you know a very powerful dark side emperor snoke in his sundress at the beach at the beach with a little little sun hat in coruscant and all we see in the behind the scenes is just andy circus wearing exactly that but with just like a bunch of black or white dots over his face ping pong balls all over his body exactly (laughs) Yeah. Yes. He hates sand. <laughs> Probably. If he hates sand, that's then we know it's Anakin. Oh no. Bring, we don't want to go through Bring back again. actor whose name I forget. I always forget his name. All I know is that he was also in Jumper. Um, the, from Anakin? Yeah. yeah. Hayden something. Hayden something. something. Mr. Something. Mr. We something, we know you listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. Don't, we don't blame you. We don't blame you. We blame the writers. We <laughs> Are you okay? He's been embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> uh, next yeah. bit of news. Yeah, this was kind of controversial. 
Yeah, we were talking about Andy Serkis a second ago. Uh, he that actually, wasn't controversial, but the next <laughs> bit is. No, he actually does. He actually does the mocap for uh, Planet of the Dawn of the War of the Planet of the Monkeys. The last one. Yeah, they're they're adding so many of those that I can't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So um, Matt Reeves, who's directing that, and he's also taken hold of the Batman since Ben Affleck uh, mm. dropped off, has stated that. Um, he hasn't even started working on the Batman. Which is kind of infuriating. It's, it's upsetting because Ben Affleck had this whole script. Matt Reeves shows up and says, nope, scrap this. We're starting like, We're starting new. And then doesn't touch on it for like two months. And, and then what was that little thing that he would say every time? You know, It's kind of like I compared it to when everyone's been waiting for Half-Life 3 for ha- like oh, how many yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know who the, the creator of Half-Life is, but he, he actually has this joke that... Or I don't. I hope it's a joke. That whenever, <laughs> that whenever somebody At asks, whenever somebody asks about uh, Half Life Three, he extends it like he extends the release date five years. J- so just I feel because. like I feel like that's what Matt Reeves is doing. That whenever someone's like, "Hey, Batman," he'll just say five more and walk away without any context. Just no context. <laughs> just add no, five no more mercy years to the whatsoever. It's just yeah. I'm just gonna push it back because why not? Mm-hmm, yep. And on the topic of uh, DC, there's been some controversy surrounding uh, Gal Gadot. In... You're sticking with that pronunciation, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Listen, Gal Gadot, I know you're listening. <laughs> Come and correct me, I please. I say Gadot. I say Gadot. Do, do, I don't know. I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll say it wrong every episode. Sure. Until you correct as, me. As long as you don't say, like, friggin' Gil Giddy. <laughs> exactly. Miss Giddy. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Giddy, we know you're listening. All right, so there's controversy. Like, obviously we know about the gender wage gap in everything, not Which just... Which is, by the way, it's real. Get Get with it. Because, you know, there, I actually met a human person that thought it was fake. E, that's that's horrifying Not in 2017. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't name drop here unless we have to. Unless we absolutely have to. Unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> we have. But uh, there's some controversy because it came out recently that she's only made 300000 for Wonder Woman and BVS and all of her other appearances, which means... In total, for all her appearances as Wonder Woman, she would have made nine hundred thousand dollars. Because is... she has a contract for three for three films, mm-hmm. which is I'm I'm assuming Justice League is included. No, exactly. She's only making three hundred thousand for Justice League mm-hmm. two. So no, Justice League as well, not Just Justice League Justice two. Justice League, not Justice League two. The, the one, the one, the we're one, the only thinking... one that we're getting, and I hope it's going to be good. That's uh, the one we're betting on. <laughs> so what what made the the controversy a controversy was the fake news that came out. The alternate fact. The alternate fact that was saying that Henry Cavill made $14 million for Bat- for, uh, for Man of Steel. Which, which was not true. It's not. Oh, get, uh, wow, I went real Spanish. <laughs> real um, bilingual yeah. here. It slips. Well, in, it slips on occasion. In, yeah, in addition to not being true, uh, it just it made the problem bigger than it needed to be. Because then, uh, then the other news came out that Chris Evan also only made... 300 grand grand for First Avenger. Avenger, And he also made the same thing for Avengers and all his other movies. So basically, like, the starter movies, because even though Chris Evans, it wasn't his first movie. No, exactly. But it was his first MCU movie. So when you have these starter actors, unless you're Robert Downey Jr., (laughs) we'll talk about that later. Give me a second. I'll talk about that (laughs) There's a whole segment on that. But um, are you spinning the fidget spinner under the table? No, keep talking. <laughs> Anyways, I got distracted. So, <laughs> um, basically, <Yes. laughs> we're keeping this. All yeah. right. 
Anyways, so basically, um, what was I even talking about? Uh huh. So he, all these starter actors will have, um, well, they'll make these contracts for a certain amount of movies and just have a lower pay to see how the movie, you know, performs and all of this and that. And then after that, they can demand more money, which I assume, you know, soon we'll have Gal Gadot saying like, oh, she's, you know, the top earning actress in Hollywood of 2018 or something, because. Wonder Woman has made some bank. Wonder Woman has made some bank. Um, and the thing about that is that most uh, people, most of the people, the actors that work on superhero movies, they only make about 200000 300000 for their roles, which is not, you know, it's not a... It's not ab- a lot. It's not an abnormal thing because people who make a superhero movie is not because... They're they're not there for the money. They're there to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know that they're doing it because they genuinely they genuinely they're there for the role. Want to do it? The only person who does it for the money is Robert, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr., who is making like fifteen million for every movie that he's in in which Marvel, is kind of ludicrous. which is ridiculous. Like it, Robert Downey Jr., do you really need that? Like, do you? Like I get it. He yes, I get. He he was the face of Marvel. He still, he still kind of is the face of Marvel because he started it. Yeah, he's the first MCU movie officially. So yeah, so I get why. One can understand. Our theory is is that he's eventually like because a lot of these actors are going to sign off. Like they're leaving the MCU because it's already been what ten years. They're not going to do this for twenty years. Exactly. But we wouldn't mind. We wouldn't mind at all. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. But you know. God forbid Stanley actually dies eventually, you know. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> God forbid. The man's immortal. He bathes. He bathes in the blood of J- of uh, Jack Kirby. I've mentioned this before. It's canon now. Exactly. But point is that Robert Downey Jr. is kind of going to be our next cameo guy. Yeah, we we feel that if if even if Stanley just gets old and decides to retire, That's I have a feeling that like and Robert Downey Jr. looks enough like. Like Stan Lee to do it. (laughs) And it also would be fitting because remember, if this MCU I can see expanding for years to come, even if you have different genres, because you already have the main superheroes covered, but we have so many other comics that are still being published today. Like we have, I would love to see a film about America Chavez. Like Mm -hmm. I would love that so passionately. But. Um, that obviously that would be way down the road, but eventually we're gonna have this MCU with phase 15, 20, whatever. It's gonna be like yeah, iPhones. And we're gonna we're gonna have moved past. We're gonna move. We're gonna have moved so far past the the era of Captain America and origin stories. And origin general. stories that we're just gonna have this flurry of new characters, which is gonna which I feel is gonna start when we Let get um no. <laughs> I'm editing, I'm editing this out. No, I'm not. I'm keeping this in. There's some character recently. Um, Amazon added a few Marvel comics to their Prime reading. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I start. Yes, there's Jessica Jones. You like it. I have mm-hmm. Prime. I I just read it off like Comicsology or something. But now, like, <laughs> this just in. Amazon Prime reading. They have comics, people. Nice. I'm excited. Well, they have Miss Marvel, and I started reading it. And yeah, Kamala Khan. And I read it. I read it in a movie. TV. Yeah, I would love to see a Kamala Khan movie, but that's exactly what I'm getting at. I feel like it's going to start off when we do uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. because that's the first of these characters that's not really known until you know the recent comic run right. of, uh, well, of Civil War Two. Because Black Panther wasn't as known, like mainstream, until Civil War. Exactly. No, I mean everyone knew that there was like, oh, there's a Black Panther, but all right, that whatever. That is black. Exactly. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> That is a clinical you had to. Yeah, I mean, and that's just 
That's just that. We're going to have to move past these original recipe Marvel mm. characters and start changing things up. And that's just... The that's, same, that's, that's, like, like, like we discussed with Wonder Woman, you know, they're kind of going into these subgenres of films and it's still a superhero movie, but exa- the example was, this is still a war piece. So we're, I'm really excited. We're going to have different types of films, but it's still a hero. And we're going to get, you know, really, hopefully, really um, diverse characters yeah, to, and... you know show up to the gen- next generation. And speaking of very diverse characters, Scarlett Johansson has dro- <laughs> dropped dropped a huge bomb on Stephen Colbert. This is true. She went to Stephen Colbert and Stephen and Mr. Mr. Colbert, we know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I wouldn't be surprised. Probably, I hope so. He uh he he asked like, "Hey, what can you tell us about Marvel's Infinity War?" And she said, "There's not much I can tell you, but what I can tell you is that there will be scenes of over 60 Marvel heroes on the same screen. on the same screen, and that there will be fight scenes and action sequences with over thirty heroes and characters. Holy shit! <laughs> we don't, you know, werewolves. Werewolves are not werewolves, but holy shit! <laughs> We're all just kind of like. Basically, my theory is it's kind of like what Fifty Shades tried to do with the whole wet theater. That's what's that's what Infinity War is going to mm. be. They're going to have to mm. mop up the floors. I don't know how I feel about this because I know the Russo brothers can do it because they've done it. But that's but and they they know how to make it for like normie audiences. Like normie, yeah. All, yeah, all these normies yeah. are going to see like Civil War because like oh Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I like how you say it. it's everyone's you call by their character, but it's never Iron Robert Man. Robert Downey Jr. is himself in every movie, okay? Exactly. So, like, for the normies, like, those movies work. And then for me, something like Infinity War is going to be mind-blowing. But then for somebody who hasn't watched uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or isn't planning on watching or Inhumans. Or kept up with the MCU in general. And just they only watch the movies or they only watch some movies. They're mm-hmm. going to be so lost when they see, you know... Quake and I don't know uh, and Black Bolt there at what I am am assuming is going to be somebody's funeral because there's no reason. God, I'm going to be so lost in those movies. Yeah, and like it's going to be even for someone who's a fan, it could be like I hope we don't get lost because that's a lot. Like once you actually visualize and think about it, that's a lot of people on screen in just Mm -hmm. one scene, and that is a lot to take in during. It's kind of like we have to watch it a couple of times to get all of the Easter eggs or just even if it's right in our faces, like, wait a minute, it was that, this, this, this in person, you know, mm-hmm. that. So I hope the Russo brothers, they've, they've shown their ability with um, having a whole star-studded screen full of these characters and give everyone, you know, their moment to shine. I just hope that they do this in such a way that it's, it flows. It flows more organically because you don't just want... You know, I was gonna name a DC movie, but I can't really right now because I can't I can't be bothered. But it's probably like, it's kind of like slapping in your face, you know, an Easter egg like, oh my god, we included this person. Like, mm, it's like you right. ruined my emergency. Like, sure, thanks. <laughs> sure, thanks. That's cool. You know, you, we went through the effort. Yeah, and a uh, little bit more expanding into the to the MCU. Uh, Venom oh. is officially <laughs> part of the MCU. After people begging and pleading for it not to be part of Sony. <laughs> if if you want to ruin a superhero franchise, just give it to Sony. Please. Which is why I wanted Sony to give Marvel Venom back. 
we need Venom back because I think that's a really interesting story. But here's the thing, and I know, I know, it's the news have been out for like a few days already. Everyone's seen that gift. Everyone's seen um, Kevin Foggy just kind of doing a double take, like, wait, what? <laughs> you did what now? Like, you know, there was some, there were some swear words in general exchanged behind closed mm-hmm. doors because that was just out of the water. We don't understand why they wanted to do that. Except for, and this is, I think, the one and only reason, they want the MCU money. Yeah, that's that's the only reason people make movies anyway. <laughs> it's for money. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're big it's not names. For art. Especially when you're big names like Sony and Disney, you know. They just want Master the money. Juice. And if, in the end, like, yeah, first, you know, the first weekend, those are the people who are going for the name of Wonder Woman. They're going to see Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This and that. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then you get the next week where it's recommendation and word of mouth. So mm-hmm. if nobody cared about your movie, even if you like Spider-Man, someone will be like, hey, that movie wasn't that good. I mean, you can go make your own opinion. They'll be like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, but if, you know, by word of mouth, if it's a more of negative word of mouth, you're going to re- drastically reduce everyone's, you know, cu- curiosity in general to go see the movie. If someone said, mm-hmm. oh, don't waste your money on it, it's like, oh you know what, I'm going to just get a burger instead of paying 10 bucks for yeah, no. a movie and theater ticket. Exactly, and you're going to have this, uh, you're going to have a big name like Marvel, Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. backing their own character. So who else is going to know how to manage and handle, you know, Spider-Man and Venom better than Marvel? And again, I'm confused and shook as to how exactly they plan on doing this because there was this whole custody battle two years ago. Mm-hmm. We all remember. We all remember what happened when Marvel finally got the rights to Spider-Man and then all of a sudden it was this whole... The debate wasn't, oh, is Spider-Man going to be NCU? It just changed to, okay, who's going to be our next uh, Spider-Man? And we actually got a good actor, so that's, that's enjoyable. Exactly. But the point is, they went through all of this legal battle for the rights and it's just kind of like oh you know what we're we don't care we're gonna connect the universes anyway you know we might as well make money off of it how no exactly and then they're gonna gonna do the same thing with uh the upcoming movie silver and black which is apparently the new title for the black cat and silver sable movie which is gonna have a female director which i which is fun it's fun but i don't know if marvel's gonna take that because I know that they're going to want to have full control of their first female-led mm-hmm. movie. Which is Captain Marvel. Which, That's the plan for how many years Which is Captain now? Marvel. It's been the plan for a while. And I don't think that they're just going to say, oh, no, you guys want to do Black Hat's Little Sable? Hey, come on. Come on. Let's it's do just, it. But, yeah, it's totally fine. Forget Chill. our plan. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> That's That's basically the whole... The situation that Marvel wants to have full reign and full control over a female-led movie, which is completely understandable. Because, again, we can't... This is a sensitive project that's going to take a steady hand that I don't think they have enough faith in Sony to give us that (laughs) I don't blame them. The company had two reboots of Spider-Man, so imagine that. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) in the latest reboot, they're like, we're going to make this a trilogy. They didn't. Mm, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Also, we have guests arriving, so it's been it, this this episode used to have a theme, but I think we're kind of running out of time because we try to keep these um, really like 
not short podcasts, but we try to keep them under an hour. Yeah, well, hey, we're, this might this might push the hour by a bit. A little bit, but we have we have things to say. We have things to say. Thing. We, we have, have opinions. We have opinions. We have news to say because since the podcast we're trying to do like you know a weekly schedule, we have this um, like Google Doc, um, so we can kind of type in all the news and tidbits that we have from the past week kind of piles up because there's a lot of interesting things happening in the world yeah. which is surprising sometimes like sometimes it gets really quiet and nothing happens and all of a sudden this entire weekend lego had like a scandal we already talked about the that. lego scandal and there's marvel we and need dc to title news these events. like lego scandal daddy cap you know we have to title these like Le- cosmo lego, titles. Gate. lego gate <laughs> lego gate <laughs> we had lego gate with uh, with Star Wars, and then we're also getting this new Justice League news. Oh yeah, that there were some set photographs of what seems to be the Hall of Justice, and still still under debate. Which is still under debate. It might be the Hall of Justice, or it might be the Watchtower. All we know, it's a big building that looks fun. <laughs> which it looks interesting which makes, and visually which, engaging. Which leads me to the conclusion that it is not. Uh, Zack Snyder's idea to have that more Joss Whedon during right. the reshoots. Because I'm excited for the reshoots, let's be real. <laughs> the Hall of Justice is a fun concept that we got originally in Super Friends. You know, mm-hmm. in the cartoon Super Friends. So to put that in there, it's not going to be Zack Snyder's dark slow motion Rainiverse. It's going to be it's going to be Joss Whedon and <laughs> it's, it's it's hyphenated. It's hyphenated. Thank you. That's good to know. It's going to be part of the Joss Whedon, you know, fun world that we kind of got a glimpse of, even though, like, uh, Avengers was this end of the world yeah, movie. It, it was fun. In a fun way. Cause, Twice. Because you, you knew how it was going to end. You knew the heroes were going to win. You can't have a Justice League and have us on our seats like, are they going to win? Because if they Because if they lose, that's that's the end of the DCEU. So we Until know. the extended edition, and we got to wait six months to see if someone actually lives. To see four more hours of, of uncut footage. Of just the coffin vibrating with Superman in it. That's it. That's the, that's the extended that's the edition. That's the movie. Speaking of... Uh, did you say Spider-Man? What? What? Superman. <laughs> anyway... Speaking of Superman, excuse me, play it back. <laughs> you, you'll go back and say, "No, that I'm crazy." Mm. Uh, Man of Steel two. Right. This take this with a grain of salt. Take this with two grains of salt, if you must. <laughs> but take it with three. Take it with as many grains of salt as you need to, because we have no way to validate this except for the fact that real journalists put this on their real websites. <laughs> the keyword of. You know, not being sure whether to validate it or not is 4chan. Yeah, it was a 4chan user mentioned, like, hey, I'm working with the DCEU, and we're already working on Man of Steel 2, and they want to go the route of the Superman Unbound Mm storyline, which brings in Supergirl being introduced to the the world and Brainiac invading, Mm -hmm. which is something that I would love because it gives... A more colorful view of the DCEU. And it expands the cosmic universe it for them. It expands it. It gives us the. Um, it gives us more insight on this world that isn't just you know, like I said, dark slow motion and giant blue lights shooting into the sky. Like J.J. Abrams, but when he's high. <laughs> because J.J. Abrams currently is sober. I, I feel like I feel like I don't know. We just I blame I blame J.J. Abrams the other day for something. And I can't even remember what it was. We it blame J.J. Abrams for everything. Uh, it, and he's not even a bad guy. We just oh, we, we know you're listening, J.J. Abrams. We okay. Oh, that's what it was. Um, 
it wasn't Joss Whedon. It was Jeff Johns, the writer of most of DC. Most. And the, he's basically uh, DC's Kevin Feige. Puts up a tweet with the picture of the Hall of Justice, and he says, "Hey guys, wait for it. Spider Man and Scooby Doo are going to be in this too." And which is not nice. <laughs> because it's mean. We is what it is. We can't be sure that he's lying. Like because they, they're <laughs> completely, and I. I never believe that. Like I, I cannot believe they would ever bluff about this because they are one hundred percent capable of just having Scooby Doo slap his tongue on the screen and just be <laughs> like, "Roll, roll." That's that's it. That's the Easter. Egg. That's and that's the end of the movie. And then and then and then it'll actually just be Jeff Jones on screen. Like, did you see Scooby Doo? He's part of this universe too. We own him. Like, I like no subtlety at all. Like that's how I feel. Their their post credit scene is gonna be. The worst part is DC owns Scooby Doo. Like they have the rights. They, they have, have the rights every if they want single right if they to want, be able to do this. If they want to put a group of teens with a dog and with the with the with their Westphalia that says uh, Mystery Inc. just appear and mystery say what's, it's what's Mystery Machine? No, I know it's the Mystery Machine, but it says Mystery Inc. on it. No, I don't know. I don't no, care. it doesn't. Get, either get way, your facts straight. either way, just them appearing and going, "What's going on here?" And then Batman, like, who the hell are it, these guys? It concerns me I, I, how well you do that. I feel like it's a possibility, and that's horrifying to me. <laughs> it truly is. So, yeah. La- yeah, we basically... Also, I love... I would like to add that we have, like, a little parentheses in this document for this t- bit of news. That it is, props fake, don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's fake. That's why I said take it with every grain of salt you've ever seen in your life. Essentially, anything with DC Comics, like, you know, anything related to the news and every announcement, us as fans have to be RuPaul. And we just have to say, and don't fuck it up. Uh, that's it. That that's the DCEU. That's that's, that's it. Because you might get a good one like Wonder Woman, but then you might get another Batman v Superman, mm. or God forbid, you might get another Suicide Squad. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that, but we will in a bit. You'll see. Right. Last bit of news is this happened last night. It happened yes between last night and this morning. This morning, more news came to light regarding this, and it's kind of shocking. Yeah. We didn't expect What this. happens next will shock you. Clickbait. <laughs> this, is, this is listen bait. So. This is listening bait. So the Han Solo movie is almost done with production. And the directors <laughs> jumped ship. That's it. That's, that's the news. That's, until now. That's the news. That's what we got until... That was what we got yesterday. We're thinking, oh my god, so why would they just leave this project? L- news came to light that they were fired. <laughs> they were kicked off. And the first excuse was, oh, they, you know, they they jumped ship and they left the project because of creative differences. Creative differences with the writer. They're almost done with production. How could you have creative differences at that point? You would have seen it coming a mile away. You would have been able to work on it for the months you've been working on this. They were fired for (laughs) God knows what. The conspiracy is. That apparently, I have a source, which is another, basically another writer for another website, um, that tells me supposedly, and take this with another grain of salt, that the directors met with Warner Brothers mm-hmm. to talk about the Flash movie. Because mm-hmm. the Flash movie is still without a director. Exactly. and it's But we know it's going to get you know made. It's, it's, gonna, it's in plans for the DCEU. So 
you know, coincidence that this happens after that? I think not. Mm-hmm. We're going to get conspiracy theorists here, but bear with us. It's the History Channel today. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only excuse. They were that's fired it. Well, it is aliens. Star Wars. Aliens. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, that's right. that's that's that, and we have no idea how the Han Solo movie is going to fare, which is not We're looking good. Which is not looking good because a lot of people did like Rogue One, but a lot of people did not like Rogue One, and they're saying, okay, the Han Solo movie has to be a good spinoff to know that a spinoff movie can work. Can work, and with this whole thing happening, who the hell knows what's about <laughs> to happen? I'm really sad because, like, I love Donald Glover. Or no, of Glover. course. Did Dong we say Glover? Glover? He's Dong Glover. Don Glover? Okay. Yeah, Dong Glover. He's... <laughs> Don Glover. Don Glover. We're a plurite. We're a plurite, yeah. Um, if you know that reference, please tell us. We would love to know. Uh, we, I loved him as, as... I love him as Lando just seeing pictures. We just love him in general. We love him in general for most things, and we want to see him do good. That's that, it. That's it. We you want to see that. this movie do well. Whether I I keep forgetting the name of who's actually playing Han Solo. Um, it's the Alden dude. Armitch. Yeah, I saw him in Beautiful Creatures. Hearns, Sirsnis, Alden Aldrich. What? A, <laughs> that's it. That's the name. He was in um, Hail Auschwitz. He, listen, he was in this movie um, called Hail Caesar. Also mm. with George Clooney. Yes, yes, I saw that movie. I saw He's that movie. My favorite part of that movie. He was the only good part of that movie. So thank so you, that's fun. Hamster Sandwich, for your. <laughs> that's him that's the actor that's the so actor so we're excited we're excited to see yeah, but you know the, the, the news really puts a damper on things because we're almost done with production and we don't they have to find a director they have to like, find a director because now. the director has has to have their fingers put into post-production too so if we get a new director that's not in tune with this it's not in tune. It's not in tune with the direction that, that this is going. It's not in Looney Tune. It's not in Looney Tune. Please stop. I'm be a child. Stop. Okay. So if we get a director who's not in tune and not feeling what's going on with uh, Han Solo, he could yeah. delay it and say, hey, rewrite this a la we Matt Reeves have, and not work on it for four months. We could have so many reshoots because of this. And I'm not saying all reshoots are bad because we have an example with, you know, Joss Whedon's reshoots with uh, Justice League, which gives me a bit of hope with mm-hmm. the movie, you know, despite the circumstances that it was under. But it kind of makes me intrigued rather than concerned. This makes me concerned because, you know, I feel like Star Wars could, it does have, like, such an ever-expanding universe. You could have a good spinoff movie, which I personally believe Rogue One was a really good spinoff movie because A, diverse cast, B, good characters, and C, just, like, you know, visually it was also really good, and I thought it was a well-balanced film. And, you know, for those of you who haven't seen this, cover your ears and go la-la-la-la-la, but basically Rogue One is what Suicide Squad probably should have been. (laughs) Yeah, Rogue One is what Suicide Squad should have been, because Suicide Squad actually feels like a spin-off of the DCEU. It doesn't Mm. feel like canon, it just feels like this is happening while this is happening, you know? It feels like a mini-game. The only thing that I kind of not liked but it, that kind of hyped me for the movie was the post credit scene for Suicide Squad that mm-hmm. that's it that beca- all because it teased um Justice, Justice League. League and a future for the Suicide Squad characters because though the movie was a disaster I enjoyed the characters like Harley there's Quinn a, like, a and Deadshot you know did so incredibly well Cara Delevingne I uh, that's how I feel about it so <laughs> 
But the rest of the cast was wonderfully diverse. I enjoyed it. I think that they deserved better a better script in it general. Deserved to, it which... deserved to be a better movie. These are characters that I have invested a lot of money into, money in general. into, com- into comic books. Not time and love. No, no, no. I've invested a lot of I've money. I've invested people. a lot of years reading comic books with these characters just to see Jared, Jared Leto Jared damage Leto. it. Like, I, I always say that it was his own choice to write damage on his head. He just showed up one day and he said, Oh, look at me, I'm the Joker, with the, with his sweaty condoms and rats or whatever he did for that movie. <laughs> sweaty condoms? I don't know. He was... Do none of condoms that... get sweaty? That's another, that's that's not, another that's conversation. Not, that's not for this podcast. <laughs> that's not for this podcast, but and yeah. You talk. <laughs> but yeah, point is... David Ayer was basically like the guy. <laughs> you it here. David Ayer, Ayer or Ayer, however, uh, my, our pronunciations of names today are down the floor. Um, that's not a saying. But yeah, basically, David Ayer is like that wannabe goth kid that goes into Hot Topic, but like past 2010. Like, not when Hot Topic was an actual emo store. No, 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 no. When Hot Topic got like their official merch, that mm-hmm. that's David Ayer. And, that, and then Jared Leto just waltz in with this whole damaged, you know, aesthetic. Oh. Like, he just, you know... I feel like Jared Leto, his character research was Tumblr and fanfiction. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's the movie. That's yeah. the character. He, I, I, I imagine that he listened to your so dark by the Arctic Monkeys a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know. I feel like... I feel like he just no. He knew what he wanted the Joker to be. He's like, I want the Joker to be a pervert, and <laughs> he looked for years and years for evidence of the Joker being a pervert. Which there's like probably one thing he's ever done. The Killing Joke. Yeah, and he's like, the Killing Joke did this one thing. Sweaty condoms for even, everyone. We don't even talk about the Killing Joke. That's how. That's how bad the Killing Joke was. Like I saw it. You know, there's fun fact. Um. I was talking, I have this whole, I'm marathoning all the DC animated movies, but, because I haven't seen all of them, but I saw The Killing Joke when it came out, just because why not, and was severely disappointed mm-hmm. after an hour and 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and so I have this ongoing thing that I'm marathoning the DC animated movies uh, with my boyfriend, and then he was just like, oh, we'll say, we always have this reference of, oh, we don't talk about The Killing Joke, and so, oh, we'll save that for last, then, and I was like, well, I already saw it, he's like, wait, What? Like, wait, you didn't see it? It's like, no, no. But I was like, but you got the references and we never talk about it. I was like, yeah, because of what other people have said. I don't know. (laughs) I was so confused in that moment. We got off topic. (laughs) We did. We got really off topic, but I felt the need to share. Basically, the end of that parentheses right there. Mm -hmm. Hansel has no director. Where is it going? Let's go to our topic. Where is it going? A galaxy far, far away. A galaxy far, far away from what we need it to go. But the theme... The theme today was the pros and cons of diversity in superhero movies. Because while people think, oh yeah, you can have this uh, uh, a diverse cast and it could work, but there's a lot of cases where a diverse cast cannot work. And there are cases where whitewashing does not work and cases where whitewashing is very, very necessary. Which is brings me to my first one, which is the first one here on our trusty whiteboard that we mentioned last episode. Yeah, we, we, we scribbled on it again, but right. it was my turn to do it's it, so turn. we can so we actually can understand read it. it now. <laughs> so, in Doctor Strange, the biggest problem that people had was with the Ancient One and casting Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. as this Ancient One. Which I was like, at first I was like, this is weird. The Ancient One is this, you know... Ancient mustachioed being. Fu Manchu Asian man very stereotypical and I was like I want this and then I thought no I don't want this 
because of the current political climate, that is just it's not good. And plus, the ancient one is supposed to be Tibetan, and there's a lot of things going in 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 China. Asia and China and all that stuff that would have been a, a negative. There's a lot of the friction between these countries and the purpose of from what we saw of the director I forget the director's name but for Doctor Strange to cast this white woman instead of um, a Tibetan uh, man is to avoid conflict because obviously you're gonna it's all about money but you're gonna if you're gonna release the movie internationally you don't want to have another Wonder Woman scenario where you know a whole country of people is banning the film yeah but the thing is is that China is much bigger than Lebanon and China is like when you look at box office it's literally three things. Uh, domestic, which is the U.S., mm-hmm. China, and the rest of the world. That's it. That's, that's, that's what that's they look at. That's how Fast and Furious makes their money. That's what, you look, that's what they look at when they're looking at box office scores. And the, it, China is such a big country that it's a huge market for any movie, and they don't want to mess know. anything up, which is actually one of the reasons why... I, I, we're always going to go back to this bad, bad movie of Ghostbusters, the new mm. one. The reason that it didn't do well, other than being bad... Was that it didn't it didn't open in China because they were like no this is this has ghosts and spirits we're not we're not opening this here yeah and then you know, they couldn't really did I don't remember if they actually made their money back but it was a struggle because it was just it had such negative feedback that and they didn't think about you know a wider range of markets and that's just kind of a business perspective from a movie. What? Oh, Scott, Scott Derrickson. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so. Thank you, darling. Scott Derrickson is the director, the director of, of, Doctor of Doctor Strange, and he did he did well. Coming back to that, I think he did well in casting Tilda Swinton just to avoid that whole conflict, conflict and crisis. But in doing that, he started another conflict and crisis amongst people who think they're woke but don't really understand. <laughs> so and Facebook activists, exactly, sometimes. exactly. And then, um, but then you have a character. Like Baron Mordo, who mm-hmm. is this blonde, white, blue-eyed man in the comics. And then you put, uh, I've never pronounced his name right, but you will get the gist of his name. Chiwetel Ejiofor? One of It those. sounds like a lot of syllables, we but that's his so real sorry. name. We are so sorry for butchering his he's name. He's in Star- um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah he's Chiwetel in Doctor Strange. He, he was in the movie. He's been in a lot of movies. He was the protagonist in um, 12 Years a Slave. Twelve years of slave. So you I got have, it with the snapping. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so then you have, uh, so then you have Baron Mordo, uh, played by this actor of color, mm-hmm. which, for me, was enough to balance it out, because the character of Baron Mordo, his his background can and has changed over the year, over the decades that Doctor Strange has been a canon character in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. So why not make him black? You know, there's absolutely no reason to not to. And the same thing that they did with uh, with the Ancient One. They didn't go and say, this is the Ancient One. She is from China and learned Chinese magic and blah, blah, blah. No, she's no. like, she was she has lived forever and she's from Celtic areas in Europe and came mm-hmm. here to hide away. Mm-hmm. So they didn't just say, oh, she's an, Asi- an Asian magician. They didn't does... whitewash an actual Asian character. They, they didn't just pull... changed the character. They didn't pull a roots. Ghost in the Shell. In Ghost <laughs> yeah. in the Shell, where you have Scarlett Johansson playing Major Kusanagi. Excuse me, but can can you say that again? So you Major get the Kusanagi. That is 
Japanese. It's like Emma Stone playing um, a Hawaiian American girl in freaking what's this movie? Aloha. That mm-hmm. was some BS. And, uh, let's, what, like you're supposed one? to, you're supposed to make me believe that Emma Stone. Like let's let's be real. I love Emma Stone, but she's the whitest of all white girls on Instagram. And I just, you're supposed to let me believe that she's from Hawaii and that she's not only from Hawaii. That she's um, what's the name? Um, like Pacific Polynesian. Polynesian. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. That's exactly. You don't want to whitewash it and and say like, "Hey, I'm white, but I'm actually from this place. My name is this person. My origins are here." No, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. If you they they whitewashed the the ancient one, but they it did not wh- they did not they did not offend an entire culture. Right. Okay. They kept it Celtic. They were like, "She's white, so she's from Ireland." Yeah. Or whatever. Cool. Yeah, she's sober. Yeah, exactly. Don't stereotype this. <laughs> um, next right. example we have on the board is Spider-Man: Homecoming, which is one of the first things I noticed. Yes, mm-hmm. obviously we have a white Peter Parker, which is the way it usually goes. But they didn't but, but, have but, but. an entire white supporting cast. It's His, actually uh, who is white in that cast? Not Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. You got Marissa Tomei and Robert, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> making his billions of dollars over nothing. Okay, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's he, fine. he does a lot of it, right. but nothing. Um, but then you have Flash Thompson played by an an Indian or Hindu uh, actor. You know, you have Zendaya playing the mystery character that we are all assuming is Mary Jane. We hope it's Mary Jane because I, I wouldn't, I would yeah. not mind having a black Mary Jane. Plus, Zendaya is like secretly the love of my life. Zendaya, it's, I know you're listening to this. It's not a secret. <laughs> It's out there. The cat's out of the bag, kid. Yeah, every it, oh, come on. Who doesn't love Zendaya? And then you have uh, Peter Parker's best friend, whose name is for lost onto me because he <laughs> he shows up a few times in the comic, but he's more Miles Morales's friend in the new Ultimate mm-hmm. se- series. But which I hope the character off topic, but Miles Morales, I really hope that character eventually gets into the the diverse MCU I, in the coming years. I feel like it's what's it's that's what's gonna happen because with. Uh, Iron Man leaving, I don't see why not give this movie mm-hmm. five, six more years and then make Spider-Man, who got all this wisdom from Tony Stark, mm-hmm. to be this teacher to a new age of Avenger, mm-hmm. including a Miles Morales type. Mm-hmm. Which we, I, we would be very excited about because then we would have Miles Morales, we would have America Chavez eventually, Miss Marvel, etc. Mm-hmm. We would even have the new Iron Woman? Uh, her, name's, her name's Ironheart. Iron, yes, it's, thank uh, you. Riri Jones, I think. I think that's her name. We have to do our research it's, further on this because we didn't plan on. There's no way of knowing. There's the, the, the information is out there. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way of knowing. There's a whole you know worldwide web. If but... we don't know, it doesn't exist. Um, right. <laughs> but so... yeah, the next on our list, um, kind of on the lines of Doctor Strange, but we have Iron Fist, which is a mm-hmm. bit controversial. It, that one's difficult because you have the character of Danny Rand, who's supposed to be this California surfer dude, like blonde hair and blue eyes. Which he turned out to be which just is that. what <laughs> we got with Finn Jones, and I'm not complaining because Finn Jones did the best he could with that character. Mm-hmm. But I don't see why we can't have an Asian Iron Fist named Danny Rand, why we can't have an African-American or even a Latin character right. whose name is Danny Rand. It's just a name. You put a different face on it, and it's fine. 
because mm-hmm. the character can be essentially the same thing. The origins don't have to change. I'm I'm from New York, so I can tell you right now, not everybody is is white, blonde with blue eyes. That's probably the minority. It's most likely the minority. I don't. In high school, I had this group of friends, and my mom would call us the uh, the United Nations. Oh my god! <laughs> my mom would call us the United Nations because Squad we goals. had so many uh, different nationalities and races and everything. It was just everything was so mixed, and that's, that's New York is literally the melting pot. New York so is the melting pot. It wouldn't pot, be in this situation. It wouldn't be out there to change the race of the protagonist. And it wouldn't really offend people except, you know, the fedora-wearing douches in their rooms hiding in a corner. The the neckbeards. Yes, those people. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about them. You don't talk about the neckbeards. Right. And then you have Jessica Jones, which gives a look at strong women in the MCU a way that uh, Agent Carter couldn't. Agent Carter tried, but wasn't given the chance. To. Agent Carter was not given the chance. It wasn't given the audience, mm-hmm. and it could have done more if it was actually if it started off as a Netflix. Everything could have been better series. starting off as a Netflix series because you have, even though it's less episodes, you still have more room and more freedom to expand and develop this character. Because even though we only got thirteen episodes of Jessica Jones, we had so much background, so much character development for her, and not only for her, but for um, uh, the characters around her and mm-hmm. Kilgrays. I thought, you know, one of my, although I think. The toppest of the tier is Daredevil, seasons one and two mm-hmm. of all the Netflix series. I think my favorite villain as a whole is has to be Kilgraves because I found that fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's up there with like Wilson Fisk and Kilgraves. But I really hope that Jessica Jones, because I saw the season and it was kind of iffy for me because I didn't know if I loved it or was just disappointed. Because of the ending, no spoiler, but, you know, the ending just kind of wrapped things up, and then I kind of thought, well, what are we going to do next? Yeah, it was really anticlimactic the way it ended, but... Exactly. Um, Netflix just uses these characters that they're given to the best that they can, especially when they uh, when they give, um, you know, you give a Absolute director... Freedom. You give them freedom, and you give them a character like Jessica Jones that isn't too developed in the comics the way that she is in the... Uh, in the series, you have more room to grow. You have more room to play. If you want to make her uh, a pissed off journalist who is an alcoholic—not a journalist, a pissed off private detective exactly. who, who has a drinking problem—go ahead. There's little bits and pieces of that in the comic, but then eventually she becomes what is it? Gem Jewel? She becomes Jewel. Mm, Jewel isn't isn't Jewel like her best friend? No, Jewel is Jessica Jones. No, I think she was Jewel before you lost she, me. she started working as a private. That's the, no, exactly. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. But even in the even in the in the series, she's like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we're scrapping the whole ridiculous white costume with the big purple diamond on her on her Amen. hip, and we're giving her this black jacket and the ability to kick men through brick walls, like literally. <laughs> you 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 you. We're given something that was iffy, and you made it something awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. They made it gritty. 
but also full of heart because she is, I find her a very, you know, in-depth character because she's not only a strong, like physically strong character in that sense, but she's very damaged and she's very broken and we get to touch a little bit on mental illness in this season with Jessica Jones. So I find that really interesting and important when you have women um, diversifying the MCU in general. Yeah, that's... and. (laughs) It's really important to have this type of diversity. It's really, really important because (laughs) I'm so tired. It's okay. It's really, really important to have this type of diversity inside inside of everything because not everybody is the white, blonde, blue-eyed boy Mm -hmm. who gets to look up to to Superman. You know, I'm. I'm, Although it's still important that everyone has representation, but. They have it everywhere. They okay, have it everywhere. we need a we need our little little turn. Which here. is the same. It's it, we're, I'm not gonna get too deep into that because yeah. I already see like hate tweets coming in. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is that everybody deserves to have to feel represented and to feel exactly. connected to a character on on screen, whether it be a supporting character with a big role or a main character. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves to have that one person to say, "Hey, I look like that person. I know what that person's been through." Um, Something to relate to because everyone, though a lot of people find that materialistic and this and that, whether we like it or not, we find we find it really important within ourselves to see representation in media because media, whether you like it or not, is all the, what it's all around us and it's what everyone sees and it's what everyone is going to perceive of said stereotype and said person, et cetera, et cetera. So. Within that, yeah, it is absolutely necessary to have diversity in any form of media, especially in these movies that, you know, obviously we're all grown-ass adults watching superhero movies, but the main audience here is not only the fans, but we have kids watching these things. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope we don't have kids watching Jessica Jones, but no, no, <laughs> point no, no. is, but no. like in general, the MCU, the mainstream movies, we, yeah. we have a lot of kids and just younger people watching these, and these are, you know, characters that they look up to, so it's really important that they see themselves in that, so that's why, you know, as much criticism as everyone gets, yada, 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 get over it. We're mm-hmm. getting we're getting people of color, and you gotta you gotta deal with that. Yeah, and one of the reasons why it's it's so important because I'll give you an example. I've never really felt like a super strong connection to to many uh, Marvel or DC mm-hmm. heroes in any comic because I've been reading comics for a long time, and I, I just kind of like the stories and I like the characters, but I never felt like oh my gosh, this is me. And. Um, <laughs> The first time I felt that was when I read a Miles Morales comic where the police were helping Spider-Man do something. Mm-hmm. And when the cop pulls out his gun, he puts his hand up. He puts his hands up mm-hmm. and said, what are you doing? I'm helping you. And Miles Morales says, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, I'm just not used to being on the other side of this. <laughs> you know, he's, he's basically says, like, I'm not used to the police actually helping. Me, like, because I'm, and it's just kind of you know a subtle, not so subtle call out to the current culture that's around Mm -hmm. uh, police and people of color. It's it's important to represent that in media as well because it's something that a lot of people to this day tend to just kind of ignore. And you know what? You gotta, you have to acknowledge it. You have to, at the very least, acknowledge it and understand that it is it does exist and it is a growing problem. Yeah, and um. The next example, the last example that we'll give here is Black Panther. Yeah. 
when you have an entire cast of people of color, and um, this is a movie that obviously you cannot whitewash these characters. Absolutely. Because you are in the heart of Africa, you are in the middle of Wakanda showing this Afrofuturism. Uh, there's no room for... There's no way around that. You can't just there's... be like, oh yeah, these are the leftovers, you know, colonizing Africa from the 1800s. No, 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 no. The Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. No. 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 <laughs> it's extremely true. We can't go Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Old reference, but a very relevant one in this case. Who knew Taylor Swift would be relevant? Mm. Mm. Hmm. Still, <laughs> still debate. <laughs> It is still debatable, and then but like, the point is, the point is, you have every um, the appropriate actor is for the appropriate role because mm-hmm. you have Andy Serkis <laughs> playing in everything in everything, but he's playing Claw, which is a white South African smuggler, and he's being played by a white man doing a not so good South African accent, but he's doing his best, you know? He's right, good for the actor. role. He's good for the role. You have uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan playing Killmonger. Mm-hmm. You have another, I don't, I'm not sure which actor it is, but you have another actor playing uh, Man Ape. Mm-hmm. All these characters that are people of color, all these characters that are residents of Wakanda. You have all these different aspects of African culture being represented. There's no room for whitewashing there is no room for a white agenda <laughs> absolutely not like this is the movie's called black panther it's get with the program black panther it was a character created during the um obviously during the rise of the black panther movement mm-hmm. it gave this organization and this uh this this yeah this this movement a character and a voice inside of the marvel comics and not only is he just a mm-hmm. badass he is the richest character as in, he has the most money in all of the Marvel universe. Like, he is one up, of the smartest. Yeah, and above Tony Stark. Exactly, above Tony Stark and his sister, who mm-hmm. is eventually going to be a Black Panther too, which is something I'm excited for. She's actually exciting. smarter than Tony Stark. That's awesome. She created all the technology that you see inside of Wakanda. She found a way to make a vibranium liquid metal and be used for everything, from medicine to technology. Oh my god. And you have this unlimited amount of money pouring into this royal family who is who is you know that it's nothing strange but the only th- reason people find it strange is because they're black mm-hmm. you know it's, nobody it goes against the the stereotype and the custom of oh yeah black people are poor or just you know don't have access to education like no 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 exactly and then not only that but in africa in general it's mm-hmm. like everyone assumes that the entirety of this huge continent is just a third world country which is absolutely untrue. Exactly. And it's just this fear of black excellence that people... It's this fear of black excellence that's holding society back. Mm-hmm. It's holding our media back. And this is actually something that was mentioned in Luke Cage, the Netflix series Luke Cage. Right. Uh, Cottonmouth even says it. Like, he has a picture of Biggie Smalls with a crown on, a painting on the back. And he says, you know why people look at this and the first thing they see is the crown? makes them feel uncomfortable because they don't want to see a black man with power. And that's base that's the moral of the story at this point it's... because that is the basis of what's holding back a lot of um 
diversity in media because it's that fear of if they're too representative, they're ac- they actually feel they're important as human beings in society. Yeah. They're outnumbered. Exactly. And that's why that's why everyone was so shocked that Wonder Woman made a didn't make a billion dollars, but you know what I mean when I say mm-hmm. it made a billion dollars because they're like this is a female-led role by an Israeli actress mm-hmm. who knew it would make a billion dollars and we're all just like we did you didn't know. You didn't expect it. You didn't, you didn't expect didn't want it. We to all know. want to see this black character. We all want to see this black character be amazing. We all want to see this female character be amazing. We all. I'm still waiting for a kick-ass Latino character in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I, we're waiting, and you know what, Marvel, you have the audience. It, it's here. We are absolutely here, and we're waiting to just throw our money at you like a bunch of strippers. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Like we are, we're we, just gonna just. Oh, oh no! Oh, ignore that. I'm not editing. I'm I'm gonna edit as little as possible from this. Yes, I'm just trying to look for our handles. Yeah, which is brings us to the end of the. Yeah, we're trying to wrap this up because we try to keep these under an hour. Yeah, and we're we're a little bit over an hour, but it's alright. You're we getting quality. You're getting quality content. There was a lot of news. That's there was a lot of news. There was a lot of things to talk about. And I did record like four or five minutes in the beginning of just. Regular conversation. That's true. But yeah, there is a lot of things to talk about and a lot of things to catch mm-hmm. up on. So yeah, we felt we, the need to cover yeah. on that. So. A quick thing before we go. We are holding a contest oh, yeah. for a theme song. We need a theme song for the beginning because right now all we have is Iris uh, doing us a drum roll on the table. Though I'm never getting rid of that. <laughs> exactly. And then we get we need a, we need a bit of a, an intro. We're going to start a segment mm-hmm. in, the, in the future. Um, in the next few episodes mm-hmm. where we mention what we're going to watch or read and what we have read uh, during the week called, I guess, Weekly Reads or that name is under construction. But we need a theme song for the intro. We need a theme song for that segment and a letters segment for you to send us uh, Twitter questions, any insight on anything. Uh, send us through email. We will get to as many people as we can. And we will mention a few of them here on the show and just interact with you guys because we know you're real people yes you are real people so yeah if you want to interact with us here are our handles you can always follow us on facebook which is kind of our main page our facebook page is beautiful losers comic book and tv news Mm -hmm. so basically if you search beautiful losers it'll probably come up but uh, point is, uh, just search for it on Facebook, and from there, you can also find us on Twitter, which is at BeLoserPod, which is the same handle for Snapchat, which we're not really posting on, but, no, but we but mainly use Snapchat for live events and things like that. For live events, like conf- conventions and... Conventions. Conventions. <laughs> the conventions. And uh, movie premieres and all those things. That's what that's used for, but still and follow it to get a... Follow it to get any kind of, you know, little updates. Exclusives. And any exclusives on the Snapchat and then our Instagram is just beautiful losers pod and those are really all of our handles yeah, if you have any questions or any if you want to talk to us for us to read it out on our letter segment uh, just send out any tweet but put the hashtag BL pod and we will find it mm-hmm. just hashtag BL pod and we'll find it and we'll probably feature you on we'll our podcast we'll give you a bit of a shout out we'll answer your question we'll even talk or about just it. even like even, it could be the silliest of questions really it doesn't have to be like a question directly related to you know anything comic book it just be like mm. not a personal question yeah, but yeah. <laughs> personal you don't question, know us like that personal questions <laughs> save it for our email uh it's <laughs> beautiful us. it's beautiful losers podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. beautiful loser podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com send us any questions 
anything you want, and we or will try to get back to you. On, even on Facebook. We have all of these social medias. We tend to check our Facebook mostly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, message us on Facebook if you have any questions, and that's really it. That's really it. Um, just... Thank you for another great, great episode. <laughs> Thanks for putting putting through the putting up through this because yeah. it was a it was a struggle. It was really a struggle to record today. Yep. So. I am very tired, and uh, we will <laughs> we'll see you next week. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, till next time. Till next time. We were. It. We do need outro music. Please help. We us. also need outro music. So um, that's it. That's it. Bye. Goodbye.